0: This is the Wolf of All Streets podcast, and what you're listening to is an audio version of my live YouTube stream. I would love if all of you would please go on Apple or Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to, and rate the show. Give it a five star so that more people will listen and find this episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy. The usual suspects in Congress and the Senate are seemingly stepping up their attacks against crypto and specifically against DeFi. Recent news showed that five U.S. senators, the usuals, Elizabeth Warren, Alexandro Ocasio-Cortez, Sheldon Whitehouse, Rashida Tlaib, and Jesus Garcia, are very concerned about the revolving door between the crypto industry and regulators, accusing the crypto industry of trying to manipulate regulation around the space. Sounds very familiar to, I don't know, what's been happening between Wall Street and regulators and the government since the existence of Wall Street, but who am I? Who am I to judge such such things? I've got three amazing guests today. We're gonna to start with regulation and, and the crackdown of what it means and let the conversation flow from there. I've got David Nage from ARCA, Charles Jansen from the SNP, and Charlie Shrem from basically everything in the history of crypto ever. You guys don't want to miss this. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of Wall Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and gently caress the like button with the fingernail on your pinky finger. As I mentioned, I have three amazing guests today. Usually we push for 45 minutes to an hour, but everybody seemingly only has about 30 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and bring everybody on right now. I've got David, Charles, and Charlie. I was joking, Charles Jansen, before your partner is Chuck Mounts at s and So you guys are Charles and Charles. You basically had to rebrand him as Chuck. And now we've brought
1: you yet another Charlie. Yeah, Charles had just everywhere in DeFi. I had a meeting every day with some Charles from somewhere. So. so we've got Chuck, Charles, and Charlie. Chuck, Charles,
0: and Charlie. Works out perfectly. Charles in Charge. I don't know which Charles is in charge. That's the
2: problem. That's I'm, I'm Charlie. People call me Charles every day, but my real legal name is Charlie. When oh. my grandfather came off the boat, no one told him Charles was the real name and Charlie was the nickname so he just wrote Charlie.
3: See, we can't do it for Charlie then.
2: Okay, well well you're Charlie in charge then. So right nice jumping to see you back guys. <laughs> nice nice
0: to see all of you. Uh, all friends of the show everybody's been here obviously multiple times. So I want to jump into what uh, I just talked about at the very beginning in the introduction listen, this letter is nothing new. Elizabeth Warren seems to just have a scribe who's literally blindly sending things to regulators and, and on a daily basis. We also know that recently she had sent a letter to um, the power company in Texas asking about how Bitcoin mining is affecting the grid there. But what do you make of this sort of stepped up rhetoric from legislators about, I guess, specifically the revolving door here between DeFi and um and uh, the government
1: fixed my camera. <laughs> I can take a few. Go it. ahead, Charles. So, so I think it's it's not a, a bad thing. I think at the end of the day, what everybody in the field, and mostly on the on the tradfi side, right? Because we got defi angles, some are still maxis on. We don't want any type of regulation, but many know that they need tradfi to to survive. And now we call it newfi. That's tradfi going into defi. And uh, we need regulation. So you know anything that can kickstart the conversation, the regulator moving into crypto. I think well, it just comes with when you're going to get regulated. You need to have better knowledge, so you'll hire ex-regulator. It's common, as you were saying, something that's been happening in every industry for, with every regulator. And um, yeah, so I think it's a it's a good kickstarting. Is the question around uh, energy consumption in in Texas is good too? It might let lead to actually really good answer on how it's helping. So I think it could be good, even if it looks, you know. Right. I I just want to read this quote, though, because
0: I 100% agree with what you're saying, but they're taking the opposite tack, which is saying that they should not be able to hire people from the crypto industry because they're trying to... But the reality is, there's not a single person regulating right now that understands the crypto industry, so who better to actually inform them than people who know what they're doing,
1: right? Yeah, that's...
0: Go ahead,
3: yeah, David. i i wanted to jump in real quick and first and just i have to say this none of this is this is my opinion this is not financial advice all that good stuff but i was reading both when we were you know kind of initializing conversation here so you're right scott so in the letter it says the crypto sector has rapidly escalated its lobbying efforts in recent months spending millions in an attempt to secure favorable regulatory outcomes as commerce and federal agencies work to craft and enforce rules to regulate the multi-trillion dollar industry Okay, so they're trying to actually get a foot in the door, so there's actually education there, fine. But if you look, and I actually know this because I spent some time on the sustainability side, Sheldon Whitehouse has been fighting for ESG and climate change, sustainable policy for decades. um, And I respect him for that. But if you look, a year ago, um, Bloomberg actually reported this on Bloomberg Law, The quote, the kind of the title of the report is Democrats ESG drive fuels lobbying bonanza in Washington. So they, on the ESG side, have been jumping through hoops to get lobbyists there to educate everyone about climate change because, again, this has become a political football where, you know, climate change, if you're a Democrat, is something that you have to obviously fix. If you're a Republican, so-and-so, it's et cetera, et cetera. So they have hired dozens and dozens of lobbyists um, they said more than 40 companies, trade associations, and advocacy groups have lobbied federal officials on ESG matters so far in 2021. So why is that okay? And why is this not okay?
0: I don't understand. Charlie, what's your take?
2: It's, it's, and there's a lot of different angles you can go from it. So I, I kind of go back in time you know, to 10, 10 years ago when the problem was is that we weren't engaging with the government at all. And so it was like you had the Bitcoin industry here and then the rest of, you know, the government and the regulators and different bodies that were supervising and observing. And the problem was we weren't engaging enough. So over the years, you saw engagement. You saw a huge coin center and the the Center for Digital Commerce and all these different lobby groups that come into D.C. and said, hey, you don't know. We don't know. So let's not know together and figure this out. And that's kind of what happened a little bit. On the state side of things you see the cooperation with crypto companies in states very close texas for mining florida financial services new york the bit license we don't need to go there but <laughs> it seems like on the federal side the lack of clarification has been the way that they regulate and so how could you blame crypto companies from wanting to hire government officials because they're the only ones who understand the regulations and the way the governments think I mean, right after what's his name created the Bit License, literally in New York, which is the license you need to have to have, you know, a crypto company in New York State or or to operate there. Um, he immediately went over and went into private consulting to teach crypto companies how to get the license that he created. This has been, if you go voting in Florida, Scott, if you look at the voting card, every judge that we're voting for to stay in office was either first a government lawyer and then went to private practice, and then became a judge. So, I mean, if you're going to stop the practice in crypto, you have to stop it all over the world.
0: Yeah, that's my feeling, that we're oddly being specifically targeted here for a practice that is literally as deeply ingrained as our government, as the Constitution itself. Right? And so...
3: Well, that's our fault too, Scott. Yeah,
0: go. Go
3: ahead. We haven't marketed this the technology and innovation very well at all. We haven't done that at all. You know, it, it's been about, you know, degens and about yield farming and about let's get yes. we have fast. We haven't marketed this at all to the consumer. How is this going to make everyone better? How is this going to help people's lives? You know, something as simple as stepping, which obviously yeah, we're not invested in, I'm not invested in, but something as simple as a, a Steppin app where you actually are incentivizing people to get off their butts and go walk. And, oh, wow, you know, for that, you're actually going to get, you know, incentive for that. And G, that's actually going to help you potentially live a longer life and be, you know, less sick and, you know, potentially, you know, all the good things that come from exercise, you know, those types of things. We don't, you know, in terms of DeFi, we've, you know, we've been focusing on, again, as I said, you know, the yield farming and all the kind of experimentation, but DeFi also potentially gives the people ability to have an identity that they never had before. They don't have a social security number. They don't have a passport identifi- identifier, you know, DeFi. And the rails here on Web3 can provide that to people and give them a better chance of having more input into the economic systems that we have. But we don't market it that way. And so it's a marketing issue. And so as long as we have a bad marketing kind of agency in the in the crypto industry as a whole, they're going to keep hitting us.
0: I agree. Yeah. But isn't that where S&P Global steps in, Charles? Yeah, I mean, there's I no more on, established on uh...
1: point. So opinions sure. are, are my own, right? But uh, I, I agree with what you said with uh, the fact that yield farming, etc., is not uh, the way it was done in 2021, 2020, is not the, the way it should be shown. But now there's many protocols that focus on real yield. And I disagree on the kind of statement thing. So, yes, it's good to go and work, but the, the, the revenue need to come from somewhere and not be more Ponzi-like or... I think actually that kind of project somehow didn't help because, well, they just collapse because they create revenue from nowhere. Stepan is very similar to how Axie used to be. And again, it's just my opinion. But there is a new line, a new DeFi with all the real world asset, all the actual real yield financing liquidity for a market maker and more uh, these, uh, tokenization of, uh, loans that, that are being done by, uh, by some of this protocol in the U S and abroad. And this is real. And this interests a lot of people. I spoke with several regulators. Uh, I'll speak again with, with another one from North America soon. Uh, there is a real interest around this and yes, yeah, the, ma- the main marketing could be around efficiencies, but, but at the end of the day, and going back to what we discussed before, uh, Every politician got their style and and the way to either, you know, attack or or try to be aggressive or try to, uh, you know, bring some spotlight speaking about uh, important team. But at the end of the day, the the more we can have conversation on the Hill and at the federal level, the better it's going to be. And and it's coming, right? When you look at what Singapore is doing, because it's not uh, the US only, it's an international competition between countries to see who will be part or be leading the, the next financial system. So you got the UK, which used to be regulated by Europe. Now they need to start from scratch and define things uh, you, you, you got the new prime minister. He really wants to what well, seems that he wants to be crypto friendly and he's crypto friendly and, and this might help. you got Singapore, which is really pushing with the Project Guardian, doing very interesting thing, asking for everything to be done on public chain. And then you got Dubai with with the new regulator. So it's going in the right direction. Like, just need this to happen. It's so new, right? You mentioned ESG. ESG's how, how old? Maybe 10 years, maybe more? Yeah. Uh, way more, like since we really speak about DeFi is to the old, so.
0: We're you know, all going to be burned at the stake by the Bitcoin maximalists, though, <laughs> for saying that regulation is coming or, or necessary, especially you, Charlie. You, you, were, you, were, you were the original Bitcoin maximalist, right? So hearing you actually say, listen, early we didn't engage with regulators enough we were too anti-government whatever that is that's a very pragmatic and realistic stance but i don't think a lot of people have come to that yet in the bitcoin community
2: no if we don't if we're not if we don't have a close relationship with the government whatever however it is as we grow this technology out then people are going to continue going to jail and, and we don't want that for our industry um we don't it just sets us back a few years and so i think you know uh you you brought up sbf's tweet thread the other day about regulation and I think if you read that, he does a, a somewhat of a decent job, although he should have did it in the beginning of the thread, separating what he sees as needing regulation and what he sees as not needing regulation. And what he sees as needing regulations, I think we all agree on, is that anything related to like transmitting money or toll booths, you know, like the the centralized exchanges, or you talked about, uh, Charles, you talked about securitization of properties, things like that, uh, In fact, the reason they haven't exploded more is because the lack of regulation. If they came out with a good way to to like say, hey, crypto companies maybe have this new, you know, reg BTC, which is a new regulatory framework for crypto companies and DeFi, like maybe they can invent a new one. There's so many different ideas that they can do. uh, And I mean, the different regulatory bodies of the government here in the U.S. to make this better. But what he did say at the end, which was interesting was he said that? Um, and I don't know if I have the quote still. He said, um, "He said I'm not making. I'm talking about centralized on-ramps, not self-executing protocols." He said, "I'm not making claims about dev developers, smart contracts, and validators." And so he's. I think he's trying to like. I don't know what he's trying to do. Try to but, thread the needle,
0: right? I mean, he's yeah, trying try to, thread to thread the needle. It's a very between. fine
2: line. It's a very hard. I'm happy none of us have to do it because it's a very difficult job. David,
3: Scott, I know
0: you were about to jump in.
2: Yeah.
3: Scott, you know what's insane and kind of crazy about this all is that on the one side, on the on the on the authors of that letter are those that are fighting tooth and nail against what they consider technology kind of monopolies, Facebook, Amazon, et cetera. They do not like the centralization. They don't like the control of power, how many different affiliates they have, you know, whether it's Instagram, all the other different things that have been rolled up into those, you know, kind of technology monoliths. And all of a sudden there's something here that says, okay, well, we actually agree. We think decentralization is better. It it shouldn't all be centrally controlled into one thing. Um, It actually should be distributed. And the fact that they have not been able to bridge that, that that's the ethos of what we're trying to build here. And they are attacking it as a centralized type of, you know, technology, you know, company like Facebook. It it just, again, it shows that the education and the knowledge gap is wide right now.
0: I think the optimistic version is that they're just dumb and uneducated, which you kind of said and can't uh, connect it. I think there's a more pessimistic version, which is that there's special interests behind that. I can't speak to whether that is, but obviously if you're getting paid by a
1: bank and DeFi threatens the banks, maybe you're going to attack DeFi. Yeah, so every bank I speak with are getting into DeFi, right? They're all looking at uh, infrastructure first, but they're all interested. Again, who's doing Project Guardian trying to tokenize trillions of treasuries on Ethereum in Singapore is Morgan, Onyx. Every bank is looking at tokenization. Every bank is looking at... Uh, DeFi in general, the most cannot invest in the token themselves because we need at least regulation to start with stablecoin and knowing okay, what is the capital requirement, what is actually what you need to do to be able to invest in this. But but I, I don't believe in the idea of the mean bank. Uh, I, I'm kind of the opposite <laughs> opinion of everybody. Well, there, I, but, yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm not a banker, but right? I'm from a tech background. I speak with banker every day, and I i don't have a, a pre-made opinion on any side but w- what i see is that they are interested they're interested in the efficiencies interested in their oper- operability they're investing in different protocol uh, like, you know you you've got very big asset managers that are doing a lot of things like for instance if um so it's not DeFi, but you see everything that blackrock have been giving on the news right they're, they're investing in circle they are uh, now having aladdin with coinbase uh, to to trade um to trade crypto they have a trust for for bitcoin they're working with maker uh, for for different things uh, so they they see something there i think it's true for many others and, and i don't think they're the, the enemy i don't think they are paying behind uh, you know, politician or some like sort of lobbying. Sometimes we're surprised, though, because to be absolutely honest, it's really hard to find the right person in every organization, you know, in our traditional client. And sometimes it has happened. We speak with somebody which is more on the traditional person we would speak with. And they tell us now DeFi is a scam. We're not interested. We're not into that. And two weeks later, you have an announcement that their company just spin up a subsidiary to trade crypto, right? But they didn't know because it's not something they share. Different
0: departments, right, Uh, Yeah, Yeah. which makes makes perfect sense there for sure. Uh, Dave, I mean, back to your point, it drives me nuts what you just said. If you're, first of all, this should be a non-political issue and most of the actual legislation has been bipartisan, right? These letters happen to be from one side and somewhat aggressive. But I do think that that skews our view. I think it is very bipartisan. But if you're progressive, liberal, left, whatever, and you believe in empowering the people, as you said, Bitcoin should be literally the most, and DeFi, but should be literally the most obvious thing for you to support and push.
3: Yeah, it, it's, it, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, we are literally trying to unearth the last 20 plus years of technology, Conglomeration and monopolization. And we are trying to give the user, the end user who is participating in these networks an ability to have that incentive, have that same upside, not just the few. And as a VC, I know you know we come under attack because you know, obviously we're always the ones that are, you know, kind of at the, the butt of the jokes, but you know, we're all trying to support these networks to try to decentralize and try to create them more egalitarianly. We want the user, the participant to actually have the upside of that. That's why we're doing all this. That's why most of us who are on your shows or you know working day in, day out, left our other jobs to do the things that we're doing, because we see that there is a potentiality for that. Um, and one last point to Charles is mentioning too, really interesting this week, of all places, of all firms, of all companies in the world, JP Morgan is actually working on a project called Onyx. Onyx is a DID, a decentralized identity platform that is trying to create a verified methodology for people to actually have a, have, a, have a identity uh, using their on-chain activities, having you know their social media platforms, et cetera, et cetera. They're trying to put that into a place where it can be a, a SSI, a kind of a self-sovereign identity. J.P. Morgan's doing that. I mean, this is not coming from you know a, a kind of a crypto-native Web3 company project out there. That's that's J.P. Morgan. So yeah, there's a lot of things that currently do not make a lot of sense.
0: So I guess, listen, because it's a shorter timeline today, maybe we should talk about what place regulation actually should play in the future. Since we all agree that it's coming, whether we want it or not, I think we do to be quite honest us, but what, where should the focus be? Should it be on guaranteeing that we don't have algorithmic stable coins exploding? Should it be on disclosures? I think transparency is a huge huge place that regulation could help certainly would have helped with the Voyager and Celsius situation. Charlie, I'll I'll let you jump in. Like what do you think regulators should be focusing on and what shouldn't they?
2: Definitely disclosures and things like that. Uh, uh, the information and and copy and marketing and around the industry, but really anytime that I feel like an application or a product or service is, uh, custodializing your funds or involved in like the moving of your money and holding on to it at a certain point of time. There needs to be regulation there and not just to protect like for Patriot at things, but Scott, you mentioned like Voyager and Celsius to protect us users of those platforms. That's why we have those regulations uh, because you know we're keeping our monies in some of these places. Um, so definitely there. But then it's like where where does that end? because if you have one person in custody, then you have a DAO where you have 10 people but then you have maybe a larger DAO with 2000 people so where's the line where's the at what point is the risk moved from one centralized person to like it's enough it's decentralized enough it's a path to decentralization i don't know this answer i don't think anyone at the regulatory bodies know this answer i don't think anyone knows this answer you know, one of the
3: reasons one of the reasons why lehman and other massive collapses happened over a decade ago was the lack of transparency. No one knew what they had on the books. They didn't know all the you know, kind of the synthetics and obviously how you know deep the systemic risk went. And so when we saw what happened in the last few months, again, centralized entities were able to kind of safeguard from that, from the transparency, but DeFi, again, is all on ledger. It's, you can see, you can go to a block explorer and, and look at all the transactions. Today, we have more forensics and more forensic analysis on crypto Twitter than we ever could have imagined, you know, in traditional finance. And so, yes, regulation is is incredibly important. um, But I am also personally a believer in free markets. And I'm also a believer that you have to have a level of libertarianism in terms of policy. There are tools and applications that we should be able to use um, that, you know, again, we should show some sort of proof that we actually know what we're doing it shouldn't just be in terms of accreditation about how much money we have so we can invest in certain things it should be here's a 15 or 20 uh question quiz or a test show us how much knowledge you have about these types of applications things like rabbit hole and other different projects out there that make you go through quests so you actually can start to participate in these types of DeFi applications there's a lot of self-governing that we can do in this industry beyond just having policy but again regulation as we've always said you know, as a firm, we welcome regulation in a way that is not going to deafen the innovation here. And so it is hand in hand. It is working with policymakers, having people there in D.C. every day talking to them is really good. Uh, so there's an education bridge. And so all of those things are incredibly important for the future success of this industry.
1: Charles, I, I answer a few points. So just quickly, uh, Onyx from G.P. Morton is a full division. So all the project gathering is done by, by Onyx. Now, everything is on chain in DeFi. That's true only for the over collateralized angle for all the new type of protocol, Maple, Clearpool, TrueFi, uh, you know, all those Goldfinch, uh, etc. They You would land on the pool, but then the actual loan is off chain, right? So you don't have, it's better than what Celsius was, but you don't have still visibility on what happened yet. And that's where things like Credo, et cetera, help. Uh, but it's coming. What we believe in the tokenization of everything. And as you mentioned, like a lot of collabs that happened in the past was because we had a black box. We didn't know what they were doing. Uh, most people had no idea exactly what was done. It was too complex, so it was not looked at it the right way. But as everything will move on-chain, because we, I, I do believe it, with tokenization of everything will happen, then you can imagine a format yeah. where securitization will be basically done on-chain. If you can see at the loan level, uh, the information on chain, then it just uh, changed everything. Now, so going back to the, the politics and, 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 and this aspect. Well, you know, I live in Argentina. Uh, I see how the economy is in Argentina, Exeter, so I, I won't comment on, on the far left and, and the kind of impact it can have. But I think uh, we, we just need to focus on on educating, as you were saying, specifically at the center so we can have that kind of bipartisan thing that, that, that started to happen. And, and the first thing that that we really really need is the the more clarity around stablecoin. Again, once we have that specifically for DeFi, and I'm not mentioning Bitcoin or anything like that because I'm more on the East Maxi side, and and believing more in smart contract that kind of thing. Uh, but once we'll have visibility on, on on stablecoin, which might happen as soon as next year, it, it can be a really big change, a game changer, and and, and add more interest and and more way more money into the field which in turn will bring more uh, interest from politician and and maybe more regulation and once you have the, the rules of the game you can play and now we don't have rules
0: i totally agree and unfortunately we're right up against time so i know that everybody here needs to go but i think the moral of the story is that regulation is coming and we should have an influence on what that is as an industry and nobody should have a problem with people who actually are educated doing that hard work, because otherwise we're just going to get heavy handed res- regulation based on 1930s and 1940s laws that makes absolutely no sense. But the very fact that we have Charles Jansen here with the name S&P Global next to it should tell you everything that you need to know about where this industry is headed, in my very humble opinion. Opinion. Thank you, David, uh, Charles, Charlie Shrem, guys. Actually, all of their names are their Twitter names. If you want to go follow them, it is the easiest thing ever. Nobody's like uh, Crypto DeFi Gen Four Seventy Nine Eighty Three Point Five, Charles Jansen, David Dage, Charlie Shrem, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate all three of you coming today. We'll have all of you back again. Uh, can't wait, guy. Everyone else, I will be back as usual tomorrow morning at nine thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you there. Peace, guys. Thank you very all much. Right. Thanks. Let's go.